for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. While you're there, please be sure to check out the articles and podcasts and share those on social media. As I always say, we face the same social media censorship as all of you do, so we appreciate it when you share on social media. Hopefully, we won't be facing the same social media censorship for much longer because there's a new sheriff in town over on Twitter, and his name's Elon Musk, which has been some groundbreaking news. I know a lot of the people on the left side of the aisle have been losing their minds over Elon Musk acquisition. And I know Rob and I are going to have a lot to say about that. We've got on guest Sean G. It's been some quite some time since he's joined us. Longtime friend of the show. He's been coming on our show for years. So we're happy to have Sean back and get his insights on the Elon Musk buyout of Twitter. I'm curious to find out if Rob and Sean plan on coming back to Twitter since they left after the uh, January 6th situation. So we've got a lot to talk about tonight. But before we get to that, Rob, how are you doing tonight? Andrew, I'm doing great. And it is interesting. uh, Now that Twitter is free, you know, what happens next? What news will we be able to comment on without it being censored? Now, you still have Facebook that will probably censor you. You'll probably have Instagram. And, And we know that they will because Jeff Zucker, uh, what is the guy's Mark? Is it Mark? Mark Zuckerberg went on the Joe Rogan show and even said that the FBI came to him and told him, hey, don't run the Hunter Biden story because that's Russia disinformation. So if the FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigation, will try to censor that and Facebook falls for it, what Meta as it likes to call itself now. Oh, and by the way, man, his stock is getting killed. You know, he, he's still worth billions, but I don't know what he's doing. Maybe uh, the Sandberg lady who was a CEO and they got rid of her because she was using a lot of the company money to fund her wedding. Now, how greedy is that? But this woman is making millions of dollars. She can pay for her own freaking wedding, but instead she wants Meta to do it. So she's going to go dip into the Meta bank account for them to pay for it. Then, of course, they found out about it and say, okay, you got to go. But, hey, that's just a little side story I wanted to just share with you guys. But, man, uh, if the FBI could convince Meta to censor the Hunter Biden story, I don't think we're, I don't think we're out of the clear. I think there will still be censorship. And we said the other day, Andrew, we saw the article that the New York Times, which is supposed to be the record of paper, printed about Elon Musk, which was a complete lie. And then Elon Musk came out and said, I I didn't do this. There are people within Twitter, as we said the other night, that Elon Musk is going to have to dump. Now, he dumped the top execs, and I'm glad about that. I'm just mad that they got those huge payouts. I hate that happened, but comes with the territory. I'm completely aware of it. But there are people embedded in Twitter. They're molds that he's going to have to go in and clean house thoroughly. The same way there are moles in D.C., no matter who takes the presidency, there are moles that are there that are embedded. There are lifetime moles. When one moves out, the other family member moves in. And as I have said before, 
our nation's capital needs to be moved out of DC and to someone else until we can completely clean house. But now that Twitter, now that Twitter is free, free speech is free. You would think the Democrats would like that, but they don't, they're mad. Oh, what is this billionaire gonna do? And as we said before, no one complained about Jeff Bezos buying the Washington Post. But Twitter, which was like the town square to exchange ideas and pieces of information to get your thoughts out there. That's what you and I were doing, Andrew. We had our thoughts out there. We're making traction. People were listening. People were saying, wait a minute. We need to listen to these guys. And then all at once, Twitter said, oh, we better get them. We better shut them up because we don't want what they're saying. We don't like it. People are beginning to look and we want them to stay indoctrinated. We want it. We have all these other plans that are taking place. So they suspended us for life. But now that it's free, wonder what's going to happen. Well, like I said, Elon Musk has got to get behind. He's got to clean house. He has to clean house because if he doesn't, it's going to be the same thing, a junkyard. But in cleaning house, it does not mean to take away people's free speech. But what it does mean is that everyone has a voice. You might not like what I'm saying. And if you don't like it, you go somewhere else. Wow. I don't know. Sean G., you haven't been on yeah. quite some time. And you've had yeah. a chance to think about this. What are your thoughts? Well, I appreciate that, Rob. And th thank you again, Rob and Andrew, for having me back here. I know it's been a minute. Um, you know, wh what a nice surprise, I guess, or welcoming thing to have, you know, Twitter coming back and like Elon Musk running it where it's like a fair and balanced platform, you know. And I personally have not been on Twitter since early 2021 after you know, the whole January 6th stuff, right? My account was the, 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 the Seanosaurus Rex, basically that – you know, it, it was a, it, it was a, you know, a good patriotic account I like to do, you know, and it, at the height, we got to about 100,000 followers. Now, when Twitter started purging things, that took us down to like 50,000. And then I just left Twitter and, you know, the account itself was not shut down. I think someone told me it was like, uh, you know, uh, taken over by a hacker or something, which is fine, but also crazy, you know, and. Um, I've not been on Twitter at all, you know, but like this is a welcoming sign. It's like, hey, you know, we're not asking for Twitter to be a conservative platform. We're asking for Twitter to be a fair platform and where everybody can have your voice and we can, uh, you know, share our opinions. And, you know, it's, it's OK to disagree on things, you know, um, you know, currently recently in, in, in recent months. I worked as a teacher in a local local school district. I teach seventh grade English. And, you know, it's nice because it's like, you know, I am working in education, but, you know, I, I want to provide a fair and balanced platform in my classes too. And, you know, the educational system in our country obviously has been very, you know, has become very hijacked by what the left is doing. And I'm pleased to say that we're, Ever I am, it's like, hey, this is a fair and balanced platform. That's, I think, what we all want. You know, I mean, as a teacher, um, you know, people will, will not have an idea what my political beliefs are, you know, and that's, that's what I want moving forward, you know, and, you know, and, and again, it's like my, my Twitter account was fun. I enjoyed it. I might go back to doing that again, you know, and, um, but again, it was also very time consuming. It also, like, you kind of get, 
caught in what we call the vortex where you know you're kind of losing track of of real life and you know not you're, you're getting too far into into it with, with twitter you know so i mean i'm all for this welcome change to to uh the the twitter platform by, by elon musk I, I love seeing this you know and um you know just more of this is like hey we don't want it to be a conservative platform we want it to be a fair platform would be the number one take that i would have on that you know we want it to be fair fair and balanced that's it and if we get that accomplished well that's that's where we can start and really exchange ideas and and you know great conversation you know i'm, I'm glad you said that because that's that's what we want we want something that's fair it doesn't have to be conservative all conservative the same way we said we don't want just to hear the voices for the liberals but we enjoy the engagement of the dialogue different opinions what happened, however, is that the left took it upon themselves to start attacking the right and saying, oh, you can't say this. We don't want you to say this. You hurt my feelings. Think of what's going on right now in the public square. People are offended by the most simplest little things. Look at these college students. Oh, they got a college professor fired because they said, oh, he's too hard. And we don't understand it when different conservative speakers go and talk at a school. We're going to protest. We don't want them there. It's like, okay, if you don't want to hear them, why show up? So they've taken it on themselves, they being the left, to think that they could regulate what's being said, what's being heard. And that's extremely dangerous because that's what Hitler did. That's what Mao did. That's what Barack Obama is doing now. That's what Joe Biden is allowing the Department of Justice and the FBI to do, and people are completely oblivious to it. How is it that you can have these big tech guys to go before Congress and say, oh, we don't censor Republicans, we don't censor conservatives, we don't shadow ban? And I remember earlier on, guys, when I just started, you know, really getting on Twitter or social media, and I would hear people saying, oh, I'm being shadow banned, shadow banned. And I'm like, what are they talking about? I'm like, you're not being shadow banned. I'm like, I can see your tweets. I'm like, and if you are, who cares? But I can't, and I'm like, what exactly is it? So I started doing the research and I'm like, wow. And they have these different applications to say, hey, if you do this, you can tell if you're shadow banned. So I started looking at it. I'm like, am I shadow banned? Like, like, what's going on? And then I started looking at my counts. And I remember this one person said, you know, you should have more followers than just 50 people because I see your tweets and other people and there are other people trying to follow you, but they can. And I'm thinking, what? I'm like, why would they shadow ban me? Lo and behold, it was happening. And I've heard so many people said, you know, I've been stuck at a million followers, which is a lot, for almost two years. Why would they be stuck? Or else they would say, oh, you can only get so many followers a day. And then you got to wait. So you got to tell people to stop following you. Or uh, if you don't get a certain amount, then they're going to kick off these people. It's like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. If a person wants to follow you, they should be allowed to follow you. It doesn't matter how many people are following you within the day. But see, they had all these algorithms, algorithms and they had us believing it, that, oh, we got to do this. So I saw all these people saying, well, if you're going to follow, only put certain words in your uh, bio, your description. Because if you don't, they're going to look at that and they're going to take that down. And I'm thinking, what? So all of it was true. But no one could prove it. I remember Alex Bernson, he proved it and he actually sued and he won. So many other people should be able to sue, but of course they're protected because of Section 230. 
So they were able to do whatever they wanted to do, and the left was okay with it. I mean, Barack Obama even had Google and the White House, and they were monitoring what people were doing on Google and who was getting these uh, political ads, and then they were sending some to spam. Who's going to hold them accountable for that? Who's going to say, you guys shouldn't have done this, and it was wrong? Who's going to? You know, everyone's just like watching and waiting because right now they see that Twitter is free and the left, they don't like it one iota. They're like, oh no, he's going to mess everything up. He's going to allow free speech. He's going to allow diversity. And, and, and Andrew, uh, Sean, I thought they wanted diversity. I thought they wanted diversity of opinion. <laughs> Great point, you know? <laughs> and it, it's like, you know, back when I was really active on Twitter, right? It was like I knew that the stacks were against us. You know, I knew that the referees were not on, on our side when we were doing Twitter back in, you know, just a couple of years ago. Right. Um, you know, but for whatever reason, we ma- made it work the best we could. We're talking about Rob, Andrew, myself and others. You know, it's like we just wanted to give our opinions, our views, you know, and, you know, but it was a constant battle every, every day, like seeing like, hey, was my post shadow banned? Was it hidden? Am I losing followers? You know, and then on the flip side, on our side, there were there were too many people that were on there that were like, oh, I'm all about followers, 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 followers. And it's like, OK, followers are nice, but, you know, you really need something deeper than that. You know, it's not about the followers. You know, I mean, I see Twitter these days. It's like, you know, sometimes it's, it's a girl that posts like a picture of herself in a bikini is like, Oh, can I get more followers? Well, yeah, you can, but you know, is that really the way you want to portray yourself? You know, suppose you say like, Oh, I'm a big mega girl and I'm posting myself in bikini photos all the time. Well, that's nice. But like, you know, what, what is the real content of that? You know, it's a nice photo, but you know, you have to be deeper than that. And, you know, everybody getting in, in, in a pinch here because of Elon Musk, it's like, you know, um, it, it's funny because Elon Musk, um, he posted a tweet like months ago saying, you know, originally he was left of center. OK, he, he was on the left side of things. And what happened was that the the, you know, the line got moved from, you know, where, where he was to further left, way further left. So now he's on the right. But he didn't do anything differently than just being slightly on the left. And that his point was, like, I'm not moving you know, I'm not moving my political viewpoints. It's like the whole left moved way far left. And now Elon is seen as like somebody on the right. And he, you know, he said, hey, I'm consistent. I'm not changing. You know, I'm, I guess I'm now on the right. And, you know, he just wants freedom of speech again on his platform. And, you know, what a nice toy that he has purchased with his hard-earned money, you know. So, I mean, hey, more power to him. Let, let's see how this goes. And, uh, you know, I, I just might want to come back further on this you know it's it's very intriguing right now yeah hopefully we get the uh, shonasaurus rex account back up and running hopefully we get the uh, rj <laughs> harper one or rob jh one account up and running and uh hopefully it'd be nice to get the small town andrew account back for me as well if people want to follow me or our show on twitter i'm back on there currently at big city andrew you're tuned into after dark with rob and andrew on america out loud which is available Monday through Friday at 9 Eastern, 
8 Central or 6 p.m. on the West Coast on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew and guest Sean G. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. Yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. So we're back for the second half of After Dark with our Robert Andrew and our guest, Sean G. And when we went to break, we were talking about Elon Musk and how that Twitter is now free. We hope it's free because we know that the Department of Justice and the FBI, they're looking at, and the SEC, I mean, I'm sorry, the FEC, they're looking at going after Elon. He's saying, oh, he was doing something nefarious. How was he able to get all that money together to buy Twitter? And, and not only that, you have some people that are complaining that he had to reach out to, uh, I think, one of the prince of Saudi Arabia and Qatar. They're saying, oh, he's doing business with them. How could he? Well, what's wrong with that? He's not a xenophobe. <laughs> you see? I mean, th- think about it. They're complaining that he's doing business with them. And if he said, oh, no, they're bad, oh, you're a xenophobe, the same way they said that Trump was a xenophobe. These guys, these guys being the Democrats, it's always rules for thee, not for me. They want to twist everything around. They can never make a decision, but they want, they're, they're able to manipulate because the media gives them cover. Gives them cover all the time. Look at this, look at the election cycle this year. We've spoken about that. Now, I'm sure that everyone on the left, they were elated, they were excited because they were able to use Twitter to buttress their candidates, to put their candidates' lies out there and then attack the right, and the right couldn't say anything. But now, 
that Twitter is free, they don't know what's going to happen. And it's like, oh, no, and it's right before the election. He, he, he might let Trump back on, and Trump is going to say some mean tweets, and we're not going to like it. He may even let Rob J.H. Wan, a small town Andrew, back on. Oh, we don't want them on. We want to keep those voices silent because they'll be speaking the truth. And someone might say, wait a minute. Maybe we shouldn't be voting for the left. Maybe we should vote for what makes sense. Maybe we should be voting for policy and not the person. We shouldn't be listening to Barack Obama with his million-dollar houses. Meanwhile, he's saying that, oh, there's climate change. Maybe we shouldn't be listening to them telling us that, oh, Fetterman, he's the smartest man out there, uh, according to Joe Biden. And that he should definitely be sitting in the Senate. Dr. Oz, oh, he's just a talk show host. He talks good. But we don't need him. And, and I can see them putting up Fetterman because Fetterman is just like Biden. They're both cognitively challenged. If you saw the debate, you would know that. But of course, the media is trying to hide it. The same thing with Kathy Holcher and Lee Zeldin. The governorship, J.D. Vance, Tim Ryan, Carrie Lake, and the person she's running against, whose name is insignificant at the moment <laughs> because she's in hiding. But see, these people were able to use social media to get their little crazy voices out there and then slam the right so that we couldn't say anything. What do you say, Sean G? Yeah, I mean, well said there, Rob. You know, I mean, we're, you know, getting close to the election season here and, you know, November, uh, probably just a couple couple weeks or so. And, you know, obviously we don't want to say things before they actually happen, but many are predicting a very good turnout for the, the red, the red wave, you know, and expecting many seats, Senate, governor, House of representatives to, to turn red that, you know, maybe previously had not been in play. You know, we'll see if that happens. And obviously, you know, knowing what we know, playing enough sports and stuff. Well, you don't declare yourself the winner before, you know, the event the game is, is really over, you know, um, but the, the signs trend towards, you know, a good conservative red, um, you know, victory, this particular election coming on. Um, you know, I think too, as you mentioned, Rob, talking about like in Pennsylvania, you know, you have Dr. Oz, okay. Who's this celebrity doctor who was discovered ironically by Oprah from the left side, Oprah found him in the, in the first place and he became a, a TV doctor. So, you know, those on the, on the left that don't like Dr. Oz was like, well, hey, guess what? Oprah is the one that discovered him. In the meantime, you have Fetterman going against Oz. OK. And hey, I can um, give sympathy for anybody going through any health problem. OK. That, you know, he, it's well documented. He had a stroke before the primary election. Okay, I feel for that and, you know, wish him the best as far as medical, you know, treatments going forward. However, at, at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you know, his mental capacity is not there. And Republican or Democrat, it's like, you know what, I'm not going to go vote for that guy to be a senator because, you know, I mean, something that significant as far as a health concern, we, we can't go through with that, you know, and I would want him to get the best treatment. And, you know, 
not as a senator to do so. It's not a political thing. It's not because I'm a Republican. It's because like, hey, we don't, you know, vote people in that have that much of a, of a you know, uh, physical handicap, so to speak. And going to the, you know, the president himself, right? Obviously, there's no mental capacity there with Biden, whoever is playing Biden. And, you know, there's there's no nothing there. And it's like, hey, I, I feel for dementia or all those patients, Alzheimer's, whatever you want to call it. But it doesn't mean that we need to give that person the highest job in the country as the president of the United States. And that's un unfortunately what we seem to have done, at least on the Demo Democratic side with like Biden and what they want to do with Fetterman. And it's just, um, you know, it, it priorities are not in the right space. You know, they are. You know, they want to get that that seat for turned it blue. They don't even care if the person that they're pushing does not have the mental or physical capacity to do to run or do anything. So, Sean, what are you hearing in your area about the Oz Fetterman uh, election? Do you mm -hmm. what are the odds? Are, are people because I know that you're you you're close by and you sure. you, you get a lot of news so. What are people sure. saying about this race? Well, my feeling is right now the polls look pretty close, which in if ever the polls are very close, that's always good news for a Republican because that means it's probably a Republican leading. But the polls don't want to dis disclose that much. Right. That probably means that Oz is up by several points and could win very comfortably, uh, you know, here in November. Um, you know, obviously we have to deal with like the possibility of voter fraud, of course, and whatever else could be happening in places like Philadelphia, probably somewhat in Pittsburgh, um, you know, these bigger cities that could like, you know, skew things for a Democrat, at least somewhat. Now, you know, what we know as um, conservatives is like, hey, if we get enough people to vote for our side anyway, you know, even if there is fraud against us, we can still overcome that. And that's the hope going forward in this race and in, in other races. You know, um, I'm in Ohio and Ohio um, gives us the J.D. Vance versus Tim Ryan Senate, um, you know, Senate battle going on. And it's funny because Tim Ryan, the Democrat, is he's the one, you know, trying to cater to the America crowd wearing the American flag and throwing a football around in his commercials and his ads and stuff, you know, like he is one of us, even though he's really not. And then meanwhile, Vance is doing these ads that, you know, talking about Ryan saying how much he loves Nancy Pelosi and and how much he votes with Joe Biden. So, again, this guy, Ryan, is like kind of a fraud in the sense like he's wearing that American flag T-shirt. And, you know, trying to, to act like he's one of us. But in reality, it's just another down votes along the lines of Pelosi and Biden, for that matter. Yeah, I've, I've noticed the same thing. Like you said, we don't want to count our eggs or chickens before the eggs hatch. But it, it seems as though Republicans, you know, they're doing well. And because of that, they're putting out, they being the left, Democrats are putting out, bringing out people like Barack Obama to go out on the campaign trail to spew lies and say, oh, Republicans, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. They're no good. And it's like, come on. It's the same old rhetoric. Thankfully, they won't have Twitter <laughs> to be able to use to push those lies so that people will buy into it. But I'm hoping, like you said, that things that 
that Republicans aren't successful in their bid. Because I can't believe even a person like Betterman, like how, how did this guy even, how did he even get out there? I mean, and there's so many other candidates you look and you're like, are you serious? Though some would say the same thing about Herschel Walker. I mean, Herschel Walker isn't an eloquent speaker, but I think his heart is in the right place. I think that once he wins, if he goes against Warnock, who's supposed to be a minister, who, a minister who supports murder, are you serious? And is the left talking about it? No, 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 not at all. But they will talk about the right. Look at what he said. Oh, look at Dr. Oz. At one point, Dr. Oz said that he was for uh, a woman's right to choose, and now he's changing his mind. Uh, really? Well, look at Raphael Warnock. He's supposed to be a pastor, a man of the cloth. And he's for abortion. And, and, and by the way, so many black babies have lost their lives because of abortion, which is murder. So what is he preaching on Sunday morning? How does he stand before his flock and say, "Thy should not kill? When he has a teenage mother, there's like, I don't got, I don't got time for this baby. Or even a, a mom. An adult woman saying, no, I don't have time for this. And, and not only that, how can he stand up on a Sunday morning and minister to the flock, knowing that he supports policies like gender reaffirming, telling her children, you're not a boy, you're a girl, or a man can have babies? I mean, those are the questions that I wish the candidates would just say, what are your thoughts on this? How can you, a man of the cloth, buy into this? as they did with Fetterman. You want to release all the prisoners, people who have killed, you want them back on the streets, and you know whose communities they will go into, minority communities. How can you support that? And how can you Black people support him knowing that your communities will be in jeopardy? How can you? You look at Tim Ryan, who's running away from Biden. Like, I don't want Biden on the campaign trail. I don't want him supporting me. I want to be here all by myself. I don't want him here because, you know, I'm actually what you call a Trump Republican. And the media will play into it. They won't say anything about it. They'll make it seem as if though his record is so stellar. But again, now they don't have Twitter to push those lies. Now, what exactly are they going to do? What exactly are they going to say? How will they spend their lies? As they've always done. And that's the reason why they're afraid. That's the reason why they're freaking out. That's the reason why they're stumbling over their own message, because they thought that abortion was going to be the winning message for them. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, think back when the Supreme Court, when the ruling came out. Oh, and by the way, we still don't know who released that memo. We still don't know. John Roberts said that he was going to be on it. He said, we've identified it. And they're saying, well, it's so difficult. It's hard. Oh, my God, it's so hard to find out who did this. But anything involving Trump, oh, he did it. This person did it. Let's go ahead and indict them. Let's put their names out there. But something that is as crucial as important as leaks from the Supreme Court, a ruling, which also jeopardized these guys' lives. Look at the threats. Look at the protests. And I think some of the protests are going on right now. Biden is yet to denounce it. And I think I mentioned this on the show the other night. Merrick Garland hasn't denounced it. Christopher Ray, he's too busy flying around on taxpayer jets.
to his vacation spot so he can't denounce it. And we still can't find out who leaked it. We may never know. Now, of course, the media, someone in the media knows who leaked it. But they're not going to tell. No, it had it been someone on the right who got this information, oh, that person would already be in jail. <laughs> they would be in jail. But because it's the left. Oh, oh okay, well, it's whatever. We, we're not, we're not going to denounce it. We're not going to say anything. We're going to pretend as if it didn't happen. You know, it's just one of those things, you know. And John Roberts, he's just as weak as he want to be, in my opinion. And I think my opinion holds gold. I wonder if it was a Clarence Thomas who was the chief justice. What would he do? What would he say? And we know that he came out and said, I think he said that Lindsey Graham didn't have to speak or have to testify in the Georgia. You know, but you know, now it's like, uh, anything that involves the, the, the right, we don't care. But the left, we want to protect them as much as possible. Let's give them all the shield that we have. I mean, do you guys feel the same way? When, when you look at, see what's happening out there, does it seem as if though that they are protected not only by the media, by the FBI, and by the Department of Justice, even our local justice systems? And as I said once before, and I'm going to keep saying it, the same way I'm going to keep talking about Paul Pelosi, and we'll talk about him in the next segment, but I'm going to keep saying if Republicans, when Republicans take control, they will have to hold these institutions accountable because no one else will. What do you say, Sean? Yeah, I, I think some great points brought up here, Rob. And what I would say is, you know, going back to, um, you know, somebody like Trump. Right. And, you know, our candidates now, Dr. Oz, Herschel Walker. Okay. Many of these people have gained their own bit of celebrity, right? And these are people that we see as celebrities that had already been embraced by people on the left. You know, it's funny if you would go back in time 10 years ago or however long ago it was when Donald Trump did the Apprentice TV show, right? And how many people, especially on the left, like love that show. You know, and it was it was good reality TV, you know, I mean, a little bit, I, you know, I'm sure it was like really, you know, done up or, you know, like, you know, I guess you could say hyperbole anyway. But like, again, you know, it was Donald Trump having fun, but there was some real, you know, good real life messages that could be taken from it as far as like work ethic and stuff and what it takes to work for Mr. Trump. Um, you know, somebody else like Herschel Walker, you know, a really decorated football player who all in all seems like a really good guy, you know, running as a, a, running for Senate in Georgia as a minority. And, you know, it's like the last resort that the Dems are going to is like trying to bring up like, oh, he did something years ago or said something that, you know, that was like paying for an abortion or something like that. And it's just so, you know, so weak that these attacks are and they're just like they're pulling for everything you know and it's just so it's just so dumb and most people i hope and believe that are are beyond that you know and like you know if they want to attack dr oz you know it's like okay i get it he was a celebrity doctor okay doesn't mean he was the greatest doctor but one you, you saw you saw on tv you know and um 
you know, but it's something that the left can just sit there and attack anything from his record from 30 years ago, 20 years ago, that Dr. Oz may have said something that didn't fit their narrative. And, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll go after him for him. You know, unfortunately, I mean, back when he was on Oprah, they loved him because he was on Oprah. And it just highlights further the hypocrisy that the left is doing. Yeah, very well said, Sean. It's not, it's, we're into November now. It's never too early to start thinking about Christmas presents. And a great Christmas present for you or a loved one is Healthy Cell. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Robin and I did, and we're so happy we tried Healthy Cell. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill free vitamins come in a great tasting gel pack and it costs nothing to go to healthycell.com check out the great products read the reviews and you can now save 25 percent off with the code out loud so go to healthycell.com and use the code out loud to save 25 percent off your first order we'll be back with more after dark with robin andrew and special guest sean g do you know there's no other condition that I'm aware of where vitamins and supplements make such a big difference than COVID-19? We have a, an abundance of data that we need to be replete with a variety of micronutrients, and that includes vitamins, minerals, and other substances our bodies need. I rely on Healthy Cell Super Boost. That's immune Super Boost. It's a, a gel pack that can be taken every day. I like to do it before I exercise and before I go out. It's a wonderful supplement. It gives me the immune super boost that I need. Go to HealthyCell.com, use the promotional code OUTLOUD, and get a discount on your first order. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. last segment of the show and we're just going to have some fun here talking about entertainment news we've talked a lot about uh, politics and whatnot so let's do the entertainment and first on my list of course entertainment which i think everyone is talking about is the halloween just passed the costumes and of course we've got to talk about our boy uh pelosi nancy pelosi's husband paul pelosi man 
I heard that a lot of people were walking around in their undies, their tidy whities with a hammer. As we said before, what happened to him is most unfortunate. But I do believe that there's a little bit more behind that story. There's a backstory behind it that they're not telling us. So I guess people said, hey, let's have a little fun with it. So they were walking around the streets with their underwear and a hammer lodged inside the underwear. Now, I don't know if that was like some meaning behind <laughs> it, but hey, to each is also, I wanted to get that out there. So my next topic I want to talk about that I'll let you guys talk about what you, your top entertainment is Giselle and Tom Brady. Uh, both attractive people. We got to give it to them. They're both attractive. And she's wealthy. He's wealthy. I think she's worth 400 million. He's worth like 250 million. But a lot of people are saying that once he retires, he'll be with a whole lot more, probably even a billionaire, because Fox News is going to pay him, I think, 500,000 per show or something like that. So he's going to have a lot of money. But what I want to talk about is that now that these two are going their separate ways, who is going to show up on their arms? I do believe that Tom has more of an advantage than Giselle. I, I hope that doesn't sound sexist, but uh, yeah, guys, I, I think that, I mean, he, there's a lot for him to select. She's 42. Yeah. I mean, she's already gone through Leonardo DiCaprio. So who else is there for her to go through? Who else for her? To, <laughs> and they, they're saying Pete, Pete Davidson. Now, if she goes with Pete Davidson, she's desperate. I'm sorry. Yikes. <laughs> Are you serious? Wait, what is this guy bringing to the table? I yeah, mean, I know that he hooked up with, uh, with Kim, but come on. Going from uh, Tom Brady to Pete Davidson's like us going from Trump to Biden. I mean, it's that much of a <laughs> disparity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so if she goes to Pete Davidson, each his own, but come on, Giselle. But when you th- guys, there's really no one out there for, unless she pulls a Madonna and just starts going like robbing the cradle and get some like really young, like Brazilian stud or something. But I, I can't see it. I think that he, I think that he will end up extremely well because uh-huh. there are a lot of little starlets that are out there that are probably eyeing him right now. And they'll probably just walk up and just say, hey, here I am. I mean, imagine this guy walking into a club. Imagine being his uh, henchman. And you're walking into a club with him. By default, you'll also pick up because he's picking up. I mean, can you imagine? Whereas Giselle, mm. like, what is she going to drag? What is she going to bring in? Okay, yeah. that, that's all I've got to say. What do you guys say? What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah Tom, I Tom, mean. Whoops, I'll go first and briefly. And then, Sean, you can interject. Yeah, go ahead. Thoughts. Go ahead, Andrew. But uh, I think uh, Tom Brady's going to be out out and about and the women are going to be flocking all over him. I mean, he's a handsome guy. He's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, hopefully he'll be retiring soon. I know uh, maybe Sean could speak more to this, but it looks like his uh, football is not going so well this season like it has in the past. Uh, he's finally starting to fall off. He's like 45 years old, which is just incredible that he's still playing football at a high level. But uh, I, from what I've seen, it seems like it's very selfish of Giselle. If indeed anything to do with her decision to divorce Tom had to do with him wanting to come back and play football. I mean, that's what he loves to do. You would hope that you would have a wife that would be supportive of that and stand by her man. 
But uh, from what we've heard, that's not Giselle any longer. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where they end up shaking out. Sean, what are your thoughts? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you know, just by knowing what we know about this is like, yeah, Tom Brady is 45. You know, he still wants to play. And it doesn't mean he's the, the best in the league right now. But, wow, he's certainly earned the right to go out on his own terms, you know. And, you know, he's 45. It might be his last season. He may play one more season, whatever, you know. But, like, if Giselle, if this is the reason that she's leaving him, that's pretty wrong in the sense that, like, you know, I mean, if he was only going to play another year or so, I mean, stick, stick that out, you know. Um, You know, another a guy that I will bring up is Tony Romo. Okay. Tony Romo was a very good quarterback from, from the Cowboys. Right. Well, now he's like the number one analyst from CBS on their football broadcast. And he does a great job. People love him. And to think that that's Tony Romo. And that's not even, you know, a guy that went to the level of Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, for example. And I mean, Brady has his whole, you know, career ahead of him where he can go do anything on TV whatever else he could run for office, you know, people would vote for him too. You know, he's a good Patriot and, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that like, you know, Giselle's leaving him at this time, if that's what the case is, because I mean, he's got a real bright future going ahead for a long time, whether it be on TV or somewhere else. Yeah. So the way this plays out, it will be interesting. Uh, he will be able to, like I said, I think Tom Brady to pick up anyone that he wants. And there might be, there's a possibility that he's probably, his head probably isn't there. The head on his shoulders, that is. He's probably thinking about something else right now, you know, how I can end all this. But I do believe that when he does stop, there's going to be a lot of money at his disposal. But one thing that you guys said that I really want to uh, just talk about really briefly is that if that's the reason why she's leaving him, what happened to love? You would think that her, she would have enough love for him to say, no, I'm going to stick behind my man. And some are saying, well, she had to put her career on hold. She had to do this. Well, her shelf life as a model, let's just be honest here. I mean, how far does she think she was going to take this? Not many models are able to go that far because you have these young up-and-coming starlets. Look at Christy Brinkley. Look at, uh, I mean, she even at one point said, okay, I got to stop wearing the swimsuit. Right. And there's so many others who said, okay, I can't, I'm not at the level that I was at. So I'm going to look at something different. Right. And so, he, the thing is, he's not playing for free. He's adding another $50 million of value to their family. I don't know. I mean, I maybe she was just in this just for, you know, you know, looks. I, I, I don't know. Now, ne- next topic, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer, Netflix. I don't know if you guys have watched it. I have not. I remember when this was going on. I remember reading it. In okay. The paper. I wasn't interested with it, but what are your thoughts on Jeffrey Dahmer and the Netflix uh, show? Okay. My girlfriend and Melissa and my mom have both, both watched <laughs> the show. They both love the show. I started to watch the show, but, but in the first 20 minutes or so, there's like a gay scene where these guys are like getting into it. And that was enough for me. I was like, this show is not for me. So I tuned off as soon as I saw that, but I've heard from them. It's a very good show. They said I should have stuck it out past the gay stuff. And I would have enjoyed the show, but uh, it's very interesting. We see these serial killer documentaries come up. I believe it was a year or two ago where Ted Bundy got a big uh, push for his documentary that came out. And uh, yeah, it's really interesting. We don't see these same types of calculated serial killers anymore. We don't really get big news stories like that anymore. It's more like 
uh, we hear about mass shootings or something like that. And it takes you back to a different time in America where people were could be more calculated. You almost wonder in today's social media age if someone could even get away with being a serial killer to the level of Jeffrey Dahmer. Sean. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think you bring up some good points there, Andrew. And it's like, you know, with Jeffrey Dahmer, okay, um, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Dahmer was from Cleveland, Ohio, originally, okay? Now, he didn't do things that were that crazy until he moved to Milwaukee, okay? That's what you see in the documentary. But he started in Ohio, not far from where I, I'm from, you know? And the thing is, is that, like, you know, you look at someone like Dahmer, right, and People just get so fascinated with, like, you know, getting into his mind anyway. You know, they, they, they love to get into the mind of a serial killer. You know, they really, like, no matter how screwed up somebody is, people love, like, that that real crime stuff, you know, and really getting into it. You know, and, like, oh, that's why a documentary like that works out really well, you know, getting into what whatever the mental mindset is of, of Dahmer was and from – Everything I've read, Dahmer was one of the most screwed up individuals you could ever you could ever think of, you know, as far as like perverse stuff he did, you know. And I mean, it's like, yeah, this documentary, I, I can tell it's going to work because, um, you know, enough people are that interested in just learning about the mindset of the serial killer, which is what they're doing in this in this uh, documentary. And I'm not shocked at all that this is like a, a great you know, money maker for Netflix or whatever else is, is doing this. Yeah. So I'm not shocked yeah. at all. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but it just kind of seems like these stories are stories from the past. So you almost get a nostalgia vibe watching these uh, serial killer documentaries. I think I don't even know the last serial killer I can remember were those snipers out of Virginia that were just going down and sniping people out of their trunk. Uh, do you guys, mm -hmm. What about you, Rob? Do you think uh, the serial killers are still out there and we just don't hear about them? Uh, what happened to the uh, big serial killer mystery that we used to get quite oh, a bit here in America? Oh, they're still out there. Just the FBI is too busy trying to investigate Donald Trump and right. all of his associates. So they don't have time to look into the serial killers. They don't have time to look and see what happened here. What's going on? They're too busy. They don't have time to find out why in the heck was Paul Pelosi at his house at 2 a.m. in the morning in his own home in his underwear, rightfully so, in his home, but another man is coming out in his underwear with a hammer. What the heck is going on? The FBI is too busy. They're too busy trying to make certain that parents can't go to the schools and tell their schools, hands off my children, this is my child, not the government. So as far as serial killers, oh, they're out there, but they're, the FBI is too busy focusing on other things that are more crucial and more important, political things, going after their political, their opponent's political, uh, their enemy's political opponents, that is. So yeah, I, I think they're just, they're, they're too busy. They're preoccupied. You know, next topic I want to talk about, Kanye West. Kanye West is now apologizing. He's no longer the billionaire man because Adidas dropped him, although Adidas was already having problems. Adidas dropped him. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, oh gosh, uh, Gap dropped him. And so now he's saying, oh, I need to apologize for some of the things that I said. I went a bit too far. Oh, man. Now, I, I think this was in the making for quite some time. Uh, first of all, let me say this. I do believe that Kanye needs help. But some of the things that he was saying about the left were true, about trying to silence our voices, wanting to murder Black babies. 
that was true. Now, he said, made some disparaging remarks about Jews. I didn't see all of them, but someone called to my attention that he was promoting the killings of Jews. I mean, that's wrong. You, you, don't, you don't want to go out there and do things like that. But to the level that the left took it, I think that they disliked him because they did like him because of his popularity. He's, he's, they say he's, he's a genius. He's creative. I don't like any of his music. I don't like any of his clothing. I'm like, I can't figure it out. But the left did like him. But the moment he came out and said, oh, I like Donald Trump, oh, we got to get rid of him. And I think they've been angling to get rid of him for quite some time. And now this happened. It's like perfect opportunity. Let's get rid of him. But he's, maybe he's no longer a billionaire. They were saying that P. Diddy Combs is the billionaire. I don't know how the heck he is, but now he's a billionaire. <laughs> he's a billionaire. But uh, Ye or Kanye, whatever he calls call himself, he's still worth $400 million. So the man yeah. still has money and he could probably go and open up his own factory and make his own clothes because he's still trying to buy parlor. What do you say, guys? Yeah, that's crazy. If P. Diddy's really a billionaire, I don't think I've heard his name since like 1997. But as far as Kanye West goes, um, I really am disappointed to hear that he's apologizing. I think that's the worst thing you can do anytime they're trying to cancel you. Um, we're seeing in this society now where just like being called a racist, everything's being called anti-Semitic now. I think it's gotten a little out of control. And uh, we see this playing out in Brooklyn with uh, Kyrie Irving tweeting out a documentary that's on Amazon Prime about um, Blacks and Jews. And then the owner of the Nets came out and ripped him for it. And then, of course, people quickly pointed out that the owner of the Nets, Joe Tsai, is a Chinese communist who has no problem with the um, enslavement <laughs> of Muslims. Oh, so, my God. So, uh, yeah, the hypocrisy is clear for all to see on the left side of the aisle. And I'm disappointed if Kanye apologized. I don't think he should do that. I do think maybe he did go over the line slightly, but um, it's only over the line if that's what his intentions were. Only he knows uh, what he meant to say and what his intentions were saying it. So I would not go with the narrative that what he said is anti-Semitic if I were him. Sean, yeah. what are your thoughts? Um, I think there was a great point you made, Andrew and, and Rob. And, you know, I go back to the great Rush Limbaugh. And when Rush Limbaugh basically said years ago, it was like, hey, if you're apologizing to the woke left mob, OK, it, it's only downhill from there because they, they only will take you further. They'll have to you have to keep apologizing. And, yeah, the apologizing stuff, you know, is that's a slippery slope downhill. And that's what the woke mob wants you to do. And it's never, never enough. Right. So Kanye is if he's doing that, OK, it's, it's never going to be enough to those that he's apparently offended, okay? And one thing to, to remember about Kanye and others, you know, we may see it from, you know, any of these other celebrities. Let's say there's a, a you know, a celebrity, a black man or whatever that says something along the lines of like, hey, uh, you know, that a conservative or Trump supporter may say, right? And, you know, it's, it's important to, you know, take what they say and, but still, you know, kind of like, you know, remember, remember that it doesn't mean that they're a Trump supporter if they're just saying something like that's pointing out that's something bad with the left. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, we need to be careful to say, oh, it doesn't mean that Kanye is Mr. Trump supporter or Mr. MAGA. It just means that Kanye is very, you know, is questioning everything, which is a, a good thing in that sense. Now, obviously, some people like Kanye, you know, may have gone too far with things. And, you know, we don't condone that stuff. But. 
again, you know, somebody that like calls out both sides of the party, you know, saying you know, things that they don't agree with, I think can be very welcomed. I know Ice Cube, the rapper, did that too for both sides of the, of the party. So there is a place for it, but it's quick to, you know, I want to be quick to remember that like, hey, just because Kanye says all this stuff that might be in, you know, on the Trump side of things, it doesn't make him a conservative or Trump supporter that you could, you know, you certainly trust. Yeah, very well said. We're all out of time. Thank you so much, Sean, for joining us once again. Thank you Thank all you for again. taking the time and joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, TuneIn Radio. Please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or go to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. Be sure to check out our full archive of shows up on AmericaOutloud.com as well. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.